episode 10. Big wonder. I know, right? Fucking awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for uh, coming back or tuning in again. Um, as always, I'm super appreciative. I'm fucking pumped that you guys are listening and I hope you enjoy, you know, what we're talking about here. And I really hope that people, you know, feel free to pop a comment in there. And I would love for you to subscribe and check out the YouTube channel where we post all the um, filmings of the, of the podcasts. And yeah, try and spread the word. You know, this, this I can only keep us alive if, if people are, you know, interacting and let me know what they think and if they know someone who'd be great for the show or you're great for the show, please come forward, say hi, let's have a chat. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Now, my guest today, Aussie actor from Melbourne. He's just back from Canada where he has been tearing it up. He's been working on Lucifer. He's been working on Arrow. He's been working on Riverdale. And we had a really good chat about what it's like out there, his time and working with some some big names out there. My guest today is Julian Haig. He's a super, super nice guy, super funny, deceptively so actually. He's got quite a dark, dark little streak. Um, we have a really great chat and I'm really stoked that he came down out of the blue with pretty much no notice and did the podcast. Thanks, Julian, and thanks, everyone, for listening. This episode of the podcast is not brought to you by Naked Wines. Now, I can't say enough good things about Naked Wines. Naked Wines is a co-op of sorts that really invests in bringing up and, excuse the pun, but cultivating young or independent winemakers, growers in Australia. Um Independent growers who aren't a part of, you know, your major, um, I guess, corporations of sorts. So your Coles and your big W, uh, not your big W's, your Coles, your BWS's, your Woolies and Dan Murphy's. And they adhere to a strict guidelines of percentage of how much uh, of the grape is in the wine and so it doesn't go below and they... So anyways, the, the best way to come across them, the way that I came across them, was to find um, there was a post floating around on Facebook. So if you get jump on your Facebook, type in Naked Wines, and you'll find on there somewhere a little survey that, that they hold to teach you a little bit about what's happening in the wine industry in Australia. At the end of this survey, you'll get a voucher, and that voucher is for $50 off your first purchase of a six-pack of wine, which is about $75. So you end up paying $25 for six bottles of incredible wine delivered for free. Their customer service is absolutely fucking unbelievable. It's the best I've ever come across of any kind. And from there, you go onto an angel's waiting list. And that took me maybe, maybe two months, maybe a little bit longer. And they keep keep you updated as you go along as to whether how long how far in you are when you complete your time on the waiting list you become an angel and that means that $40 per month if you decide to go with it um, which I highly recommend goes into an account and it just sits there and it's there for you to use on wine now as an angel you get between you know 50% to 15% off all of their wines 
and you can just let that money accumulate. And if you let it accumulate and one day you decide, you know what, I've never used this, I want my money back, boom, that money's yours. But in the meantime, whilst all these angels um, have excess money that's accumulating in their accounts and what have you, they use that to help more and more winemakers in Australia. I think it's pretty unreal. It's a great business model and I love the guys over at Naked Wines. Thanks very much. Julian, thanks for coming down. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, man. And, yeah, and, mate, and you too. Come no along to, to Big Wonder. Um, this is number 10 episode. So I'm pretty Number 10. To, number Ooh, 10. It's a good number. Sweet little number. <laughs> they say um, <laughs> that most podcasts don't crack seven. Seven episodes. That's that's, that's the average that's, death. That's the average death rate. <laughs> podcast death. Okay. Is number seven. Well, so congrats. You're not dead. I'm not dead. <laughs> Very positive. It's really good, man, and it's it's been a really um, interesting because this is only I think I probably started about five weeks ago. Oh yeah. So I've been sort of like that's two a week cracking through them, yeah, and <laughs> and it's been good. I, you know, probably one of the biggest takeaways is learning to to really focus. Oh yeah, Because I'm yeah. a bit of a drifter. Me too. Right. <laughs> you just yeah, see yeah. the two of us going. Yeah. The if, fuck is if, this there's a, if there's blank space for a minute, just know that. Inside our heads, it's exciting. Yeah. There's amazing stuff happening. <laughs> That's what no, I try to say, way. say to my wife. She's like, you're glossing <laughs> over. You're gone. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, well, it's just something that you said that was really cool. And then I went and followed that I day. I, I daydreamed it. For a bit, yeah. But well, why we daydream like half the time? Yeah, my anyway. job is to daydream. Yeah. And then and act think it shut out. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember it somehow. Um, yeah, mate. So our good friend James put us in touch. Yep. James was... Um, I need to catch up with him um, now that I'm back. I haven't seen him in years. Oh, really? Well, he's got long hair now. Oh, it's fucking... I mean, I it's don't qu- think it was that long. It was medium. It was about your length, <laughs> right, I think. Right, right, right. I yeah. mean, he's got quite the head of hair. Oh, okay. It's a, like James Morrison type. He could do a lot with it. Like yeah, like man bun. thick. Okay. Thick. And, thick. And massive. Like Chris Hemsworth. James? Thick. <laughs> it's thick. It's thick. I have very fine hair, so whenever I see someone with super thick hair, I'm like, God, that's some beautiful hair. I'm sorry, man. You have got quite thick hair. Yes, you do. <laughs> Just hating over sorry, here. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. When I get a trim, I'm always surprised by how much hair is on the ground. Like, uh, do you watch Archer? No. He's like, my hair's so thick. I need to go to the hairdressers twice or something like that to get it cut twice. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking funny show. Um Oh, that's Aussie show. No, no, no. Archer's the American animation and he's like this private, um, he's like a spy who's fucking drunk all the time and he's incredibly um, narcissistic and arrogant, bangs everything that moves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. I'll have to check it out. Into like their 10th season. I kind of lost it after about six recycled jokes, but Mm. Archer, the first five seasons are kind of groundbreaking. It's a pretty awesome show. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got quite the cult following. Um. So yeah. you've been out in Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Canada's, Canada's epic. Yeah. Well, like basically I, I finished acting school and then. Which was 16th Street. 16th right? Street yeah. which was 16th Street. And then um, it was a mixture of a couple of things that kind of steered me in that direction. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think the main, the main difference I think in 
in how I knew it would be a good idea too is that A, my sister had been over there and shot a, a couple of TV series. So she's an actress as well? Actress, yeah. Oh, right. She worked on Fringe and Once Upon a Time. And so I knew like a lot was shooting out there. Yeah. And then at school we had this guy, Jason Siner, come and give us a talk about LA and Hollywood and everything and how to mm-hmm. go about it. Um, and then also basically pitched us the idea of Vancouver mm-hmm. and how you can get a two year work permit, um, before the age of 30, blah, 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 which they've now extended to 35. Um, yes. and you can go there and just, you know, yeah, it's, it's a, it's like a, it's a good idea if you can do it to go and give it a crack there. Yeah. There's just so much shooting, you know, there's, there's tons. I, I, I a good friend of mine. Um, I got two people out there now, uh, good friends, both actors, Dave, David Beamish and um, Kira Farrell. She's in Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, Toronto, and both her cousins are like crushing it. Her little cousin was just on Handmaids and um, nice. you know, had a big scene with, uh, what's her name, Elizabeth? I can't, I, I don't know. Right. Mad, mad Men. That one? Yep, that one. Yeah, yep. Elizabeth Moss, I think mm-hmm. her name is. Um, and her other cousin, that girl's brother, if I'm not mistaken, auditioned for Tom Holland's role, like as Peter Parker. Oh yeah, like was up in in that yeah, run, in right. that ballpark. So that they're doing no, great yeah, things. Yeah, you get a crack in Canada. There's yeah. just they're just connected pretty much directly to the source. Can you I know, hold that of, thought for of, two seconds? What it feels like. Sorry, I just had a terrible feeling that that switched off. The camera's cut out. Oh, we good? Yay! And unpause. It's like that. Oh, my my passport. Where's my passport? Did I forget it? Oh yeah, love yeah. that feeling. Right in your hand. I've had that a few times. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think a lot of people, like a lot of actors that I've that I chat to in Melbourne, or and you know people have messaged me asking me what it's like over there and stuff. I think people still don't get the full picture, mm-hmm. and they don't they don't think it's that different to Australia. Maybe. Oh really? So, well, I don't know. I don't know generally what the you know what they're thinking mm-hmm. because I think everyone's got their eyes on LA right? and right. then they go like, well, at some point I'm just going to go to LA anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you actually, you know, if you're an actor out there or whatever and you want to kind of get more of an idea, just look up like Google what's filming in Canada and you get, you get like, they actually have, I think it's through the Canadian, um, actors union they have like a page of um all the stuff that's shooting currently mm-hmm. and it's a bigger list than what you would think it's pages it's yeah. pages and pages it's like a bunch of yeah look there's also stuff that's not that exciting you know like hallmark movies and daytime <laughs> movies and whatever um but then there's you know a bunch of hollywood films um and then i'll a lot of TV shows. A lot of TV shows. Like yeah. the network CW, um, yeah. they, they've they got, a, I think, like 11 series on the, that they're making themselves. Yeah. And out of that 11, 10 are shooting in Vancouver. And I want, and what, there must be half As of them American are network. DC. Yeah, a lot of those are like, yeah, so like, yeah, Arrow, Supergirl. Um, Flash, Titans. Flash, yep. Um, and Batgirl. Now, Bat, uh, Batwoman, yeah, which that's, tanked. that's oh, not doing so good, dude. Oh, it, no. cr- it fucking tanks oh, so no. badly. People Poor are Robert. like, I feel like what about Ruby, <laughs> she's Aussie, isn't she? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Poor Ruby. I, I liked her in uh, John Wick, um, but yeah, it hasn't done well. Oh, damn. But it, it's a shame because 
I'm a big comic book fan. Like mm-hmm. I, I was wanted to be a comic book drawer when I was younger, studied illustration. Like so I'm I'm all the way there. Um but when I see them turning superhero shows into like superhero soap opera, it's yeah. You know, that kind of blocking and what have you, it's like mm. and then you watch something like Daredevil. And that's where a superhero show should be, in my opinion. Different of course. kind of level. It's just darker and it's a bit more real and it's a bit grittier and the, the blocking is a little bit more cinematic as opposed to that real TV show mm. style. I feel like with Titans, they crossed that line a little bit and, and got closer didn't to really it. didn't really get into Titans. Did you I like Titans? I couldn't get into it still. Yeah. yeah. I thought that they were introducing swearing into this show that it was going to lift that <laughs> you know because all of them are still PG yeah right yeah yeah that's not realistic to me either For and for superhero shows you kind of want it to be that that kind of level up yeah it doesn't need to be fuck this and fuck that none of the um, Avengers and that are throwing F-bombs around you don't need mm. the F-bombs but still need a bit of that back and forth that grip that sort of more relatable dialogue I think yeah um, but in saying that I didn't love the rest of Daredevil's world. His was the only one that was realistic, like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and all of them. I felt missed their mark. It's really- so you've watched all of those I got, shows? No, I, I, or you've given I've them only a crack? Watched, or? Yeah, I've watched all the Daredevil and he did a team up called Defenders with the other four shows. Oh, okay. The rest of them I couldn't get all the way through. Oh, yeah, I think I remember seeing a promo for that. I struggle with most TV shows. Really? To get into it. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, I, for me, I feel like it's a huge time commitment. It is. It's a massive time yeah, commitment. So, like, I'll sit there and I'll flick through whatever, Netflix or whatever, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, like, this show, you should give it a crack. Yeah, people are talking about this one. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch a movie. Because so then I can, like, have the beginning, middle, and end, and it ends. <laughs> and it ends. And yeah, I can, and I can walk away. You know, and I've only worked on TV shows, so. That's, <laughs> that's a nice, nice time to segue I have into kept, what I have, you were recently <laughs> working on. I have kept up. Like, I, I, I had to watch, well, I felt like I had to watch Riverdale to kind of catch up to where I was coming in so I knew what was going on but otherwise yeah it's just like a lot of a lot of effort and most tv isn't super original you know like the like you're saying the storylines it's just like it's either a soap opera or a cop show (laughs) wrapped up in a different wrapper yeah and and you know like cop shows they work for a reason they've got like it's a easy format and you know you've got that beginning middle end and then maybe a series arc and stuff but i same thing i just like i know this is going to be a huge commitment i don't know if i can go for it It, uh, look it is and you really do we we sort of rewatch the karate kid the the original just watch it over and over i thought you were about to say you're going to rewatch the most recent one no no doesn't exist yeah it's a bit like it's a bit like all the follow follow-ups to um the crow they don't exist to me. There's only one crow. They did follow up to the crow. I didn't even know that. Exactly. <laughs> You're better off. That's right, Julian. <laughs> um, and they're trying to fucking get another one out of the bag, which I'm pretty sure um, Jason Momoa has signed on to do. And I'm like, mm. just fucking leave it alone. You know, Brandon Lee smashed it. It's still awesome. Yeah. I watch it every couple of years. It fucking pumps. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets better and better. It's like one of those few it's films. It's got a pretty interesting energy about it too, right? Very interesting I, like energy. I don't, people don't really know how to create, like recreate that. No. I feel, yeah. It I, can't, it's not something that can be super orchestrated. Same thing with The Joker. Like I think there's something about that movie that, you know, 
it some people a lot of the critics didn't like it for whatever reason yeah i don't really know why but it, a lot of people loved it some people are going to be super uncomfortable with it because it's very dark it is it's super dark but like that energy like well it's it's we were i had a guest on here just recently mark diaco and we were talking about the joker quite extensively but um it really does tap into older films and that sort of yeah slow build taxi driver and pace taxi driver 100% and that's already yeah. been spoken about publicly but there was the first thing when he's got those moments alone in the mirror and what have you you're like oh this is taxi yeah. driver but mm. but not and so awesome for being that um, and the crow really paved the way for films like um, Dark City um, a great Australian film that no one seems to have seen I haven't seen it it's um, <laughs> Mark what's his name Rufus Sewell Oh, Rufus is in it. Yeah, yeah. And I've Melissa met, George. I've met Rufus a few right. times because he was working in Vancouver. <laughs> right. Bit of a prick, isn't he? <laughs> what do you mean? In, in movies? In, in real life? Or is he right? What, how do you, why do you think he's a I've, prick? I've come across him and he was... <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> years ago. And he was in this um, department store in Edinburgh for the festival or whatever. And what he a, had this... What a prick. <laughs> he had this entourage with him and he was talking to them like absolute dirt and I just went oh. come on buddy that's, that's a shame that's a bit rough I know Night's, Night's Tales just come out you know and you're you're on top of the oh, world so this right was now. a while ago yeah this is like 2002 oh, he, he must have had a bit of character development since then so he's been nice he was nice he was so lovely oh like, that's great I met him in LA randomly I was just in this smoothie bar and he was there with his daughter <laughs> And oh, she a daughter was, will do it. Yeah, maybe that's mm. maybe that's it. I don't know, but he seemed very down to earth. Like she was just running around, and then we kind of just got chatting. And he was very like he was very chatty and open. And then yeah, just you know, it didn't really bother him too much. And then I left, and this was in Lost Feelers in LA. And um, and then at some point, I think last year, I was in a cafe in Vancouver, like a local one near mm-hmm. my place, and. Yeah, I saw him in there and I was just like, Rufus. <laughs> like, hey, buddy. Hey, mate. And I, I was just like, um, you, probably, you probably don't remember me. We met in a smoothie bar and he was like, in LA. And then he remembered me and we got chatting again. Um, and then I just kept bumping into him. And I actually, I took a photo with him and which I don't often do with, with you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, like, sometimes it's just nice. And well, if you had that kind of experience up to that point, it's a little bit more warranted. Yeah, and, like, I, I you know, he, he's a fucking gun actor. He's, he's incredible. He's I'm a gun. Big yeah, fan. he's awesome. Um, and, yeah, good at playing bad guys, really good at that. He's the best. I mean, not the best, but he's great. And, and that then, voice of his is... Yeah, yeah, an accent, yeah. And my sister texts me saying, like, Julian Rufus is a friend... Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, screw you. Of course he is. <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, but then, yeah, I just kept bumping into him. And then I actually bumped into him in the airport one time. We were on the same flight. And then it got cancelled. So we both had to, like, rebook flights. And he's become a good friend of mine. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but then, nah, like, no, but that's I'll text cool. him after this. Go, like, apparently you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember this time back in 2001 in Edinburgh where you were just... But it was nice It was nice that time we missed the flight because I finally got to ask him about, like, Heath Ledger and... Um, oh, okay. And working on Knight's Tale. And, and then it was what? just so cool to, like, hear about their experience. I think they were shooting in Prague. And, yes. Yeah. And they, you know, like... 
young guys kind of just like they in the lead up to the film just having a lot of fun you know getting pissed together and like they became good buddies and God, he must have been gutted it was, it was yeah i'm sure that's I'm sure yeah, it's still not it's still not something that even you know as a fan or you know not someone who knew heath or anything like that but you still just go you watch him on screen. Yeah, it and sucks. It sucks. You know, there's 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 very few that still and affect too, me. And it's too common, yeah. And I don't look. I don't even know the full picture of what happened or anything. But like, I, you know, it it'd be really sad if if it was. Oh, I mean, so many reasons how it could have happened or whatever. But you know, like especially in the states with just prescription medication mm. and all that bullshit. Like, well, it was only um, you know a year before Michael Jackson went down for the same thing oh really and you know well, it was just a cocktail prescribed to him by his doctor who's been dragged yeah. over the coals for um malpractice um and then you know prince recently was a similar deal it was just a, a my understanding i could be totally wrong that he was dealing with he was ill or he had pneumonia or some fucking thing you just don't it, i don't know if that that happens in australia I don't think so. You know, because if you've got your doctor, yeah, I mean, this is a bit off topic, but like if you've got your doctor and he's, you're telling him everything that you're taking or whatever, mm. he'd probably be, you know, more likely to say like, no, no, don't take that or do this instead or whatever. Whereas in the States, it just seems like they're pushing. It's very cultural. The, yeah. Yeah. And they make, the, I mean, the kickbacks are massive because they're. Industry. Well, yeah, the pharmaceuticals are paying you know, backhand, not backhanders, but it's a, a sales system where they're getting incentives to push drugs and stuff like that. I mean, that's fucking criminal. But so, yes. So the lesson for actors out there. Meditate. Don't, don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do drugs. Just meditate, <laughs> take smoke weed. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Don't do drugs. If you're going to do drugs, do mushrooms. Do less drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Two conflicting stories. <laughs> so t- then talk to me about uh, Riverdale. I mean, mm. that's, is that. That's got to be sort of one of your, your highlights for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's been really, really cool. I still don't even know what's going to happen going forward. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That people tell you stuff like they've, they kind of told me that I'd be back at some point, but who knows? I don't know. I'm, I'm in Australia now and I don't have a work permit over there anymore. Right. So they would have to get me a work permit. So, yeah, they'd have to be, like, really keen on my character being back in the storyline. And tell me about so your character. Yeah, tell Who me knows? about your character then. Um, it's pretty funny. Yeah, pretty pretty interesting guy. Yeah. His name's Elio yeah. Grande. Elio Grande. Yeah, he didn't have a last name <laughs> for a few episodes. And then, and then all of a sudden I got a script and it was, like, Elio Grande. And then, yeah, it's interesting how, like, when you're working on a TV script, scripts and then you you're this kind of bit part character Mm -hmm. and as you go along you kind of you have to be open to like more stuff is is, you're going to find out more about your character as it goes along Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden he was like when i was first introduced in season two end of season two he was like the son of a mob family so if i don't know if you guys watch riverdale i haven't personally yeah well veronica on the show her family is like kind of part of the mob right so there's all these interesting storylines with like her family and her dad especially and um and so then yeah my character came in and was kind of offering her a business deal and she didn't go for it 
Uh, but it was kind of like, I guess it was like a little bit of an introduction to this possible character. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen if, you know, I did this one episode. I was like, yeah, great. Cool. I was so pumped when I got that. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then they gave me a call up, asked me back for season three. Um, and I think at the beginning it was like one, like one episode with possibly a couple more. And at this point he now has his own casino. So the original business offer was like to go into business and have a casino together. And then it became, yeah, like, uh, he, cause he, she didn't go for it. He's got his own casino now. It's doing really well, but she needed his help. And then, so like she's back into the fray a little like yeah she needed help getting into this thing so and he's got mob connections so he was able to help her out and then later on they they just kept kind of asking me back and, and it kind of just went episode by episode um but yeah the the next time she needed his help she needed to raise some money so she wanted to run a casino night with elio's help so then i helped her run this thing at her bar. She owns a bar. She's 16, <laughs> has her own bar. Um, totally normal. How old's your character? I don't know. Yeah, right. You just never no, touched on n- it. No one knows. <laughs> yeah, I've, sort of- I've asked people. Right. <laughs> and they've been like, we don't know, like 19, oh, that's 20. Like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. It's different I mean, over you do there, have dude. A, a younger look about you too. So yeah. So if I'm clean shaven yeah, as well, I, mean, I look I did, like a baby. I had no idea. Like when I looked at your Instagram, I was like, oh yeah, like, I mean, I could totally see you on oh, ambiguous and that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're a bit villainous. Like is your character? A yeah. Bit- well then in that casino episode, then my character tries to swindle her out of her money and kind of like rig, <laughs> rig it. It was great. It was so much fun. It was like, I, yeah, they, they really like to borrow from classic films and stuff. So it was oh, very much Casino Royale. So I watched that movie. Ah. I watched that movie and it was a good reference point. Cause it was very like, you know, like poker face. Right. But I kind of just wanted to enjoy it. And he's a bit younger and arrogant. So mm-hmm. a lot of kind of, you know, smiling assassin kind okay, of thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then she finds out that he's going to swindle her for the money. So then she rigs it, and <laughs> so you guys are basically too- we end up like going all in on blackjack, and I hit a twenty, she hits a nineteen, and I'm like, see, <laughs> you shouldn't have, you know, you, this this is going to be my business soon, blah blah blah. And then she's like, oh really? Hit me, and I'm like, what? And then boom, hits a two. Jesus oh. Christ! <laughs> it's like, come on, mate. As if, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Um, yeah, and then I just proceeded to become more and more of an asshole each episode after that, <laughs> which is yeah, so much fun. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah it's a lot of fun to play. Fun. Yeah. And so all up, how, how many episodes did you do? Um, now eight. Right. Yeah. And that's, are they all aired? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Very right. So, so season four just came out like, I think last week it just mm-hmm. aired. Um, and so they're, I think they're shooting like episode nine or 10 at the moment. Right. So it's 22 episode season. Ah, okay. So who knows? Who knows? I, you, I just keep trying to let it go and not think about it. Cause you know, you know, like when they tell you, Oh, we'll have you back. You'll be back on the yeah, show. You go. It's like, eh, I'll, I'll believe when I'm set. I'll believe it when I'm there opposite Archie. Yeah. So <laughs> how does that wind out for you then? Like, th- did you know when your last episode was going to be and how close to that was, was that when you came back? 
I didn't know. Right. Um, yeah. If I had my time again, I would have definitely done this year a bit differently mm-hmm. because I ended up hanging out in Vancouver for a little while longer because they got me a work permit for sort of up until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I then went to LA for a month and I think basically was just <clears throat> living off of kind of you know, money from those episodes I'd done mm-hmm. and was, I wasn't able to do other work. And normally I work as a fitness instructor. So it's kind of- Because row one is specific to- Well, Canada, it's not O one. No, it's, that's right. It's, it's just, just work visa. Well, the one I had was a open work permit and then they get you a, a work permit just to work on their show. Okay. So you can't do other stuff. Right. Yeah. So- That's interesting. Kind of makes it tricky Yeah. when like, yeah, if I had my time again, I think I would have just like done the episodes- gone to LA for a couple of weeks and then come back and cashed then, up and just keep working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just it. Yeah. It's not necessarily about being cashed up. Just like, I don't know. You've got to be smart, you know, when you're doing creative stuff because mm-hmm. you just don't know when it's going to. Yeah. When you're going to have a bit of a hiatus or. A, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So you just like, you can't be like just hoping, hoping, hoping you're going to get work. You need to be working and then, you know, like balancing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Important to be supporting yourself. Yeah. When I, um, when I first got into acting and I was just going through, you know, a bunch of YouTube videos on, um, you know, advice from the greats and all that kind of stuff. One of the ones inside the actor's studio interviews. Yeah. I mean, I've watched as many as those. The rabbit hole. As I can, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they're so good. They're great. They're great. Yeah. And Tom Hanks has always been one of, you know, those guys who has just so many pearls of wisdom. But mm. was actually one of the British versions of sort of the inside the actor's studio. Then they do a lot of interviews. Mm. And, and he said, one of my biggest pieces of advice is just, just make sure you've got a little bit of cash to ride out those... Mm-hmm. desperate times so that you can survive the marathon that acting is mm-hmm. you know because it's not a sprint and you, yeah. you really that's that's i always had just it can something. be a bit of a head fuck because also yeah. like you, you yeah if you get something good people assume that you're rolling in it mm-hmm. yeah 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 and you're 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 set yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like and some mates some mates show me the other day some article online estimates my net worth at like one to five million which is a big gap <laughs> like one to five million right that's just but it's gap. also yeah. not, not true, true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i don't know where they're getting their fears but it is a bit of the you know the, that that speculation and then and then of course you're not and then yeah yeah and then yeah so what else did you do? I, you were on Arrow as well. You did a little spot on Arrow, is that yeah, right? Yeah, I, I just did a day on yep. Arrow. But it was a pretty cool week because when I auditioned for Arrow, like I, I found out I booked it the next day and then the next wow. the day after that I auditioned for Riverdale. Oh, it's okay. It's the same, same casting director. Okay, great. Yeah, so... So you had that presence in run. the room. Yeah. Yeah, that audition for Arrow, I don't know. Like I was just... Things were kind of... I don't know, feeling, I think I was backing myself Mm -hmm. a lot more and caring, caring less in a good way. Like as in, as in I just went in and it was like this scene where, you know, it's a walk and talk with this other cop and then the lights kind of go out and then they shit themselves and one guy flies (laughs) off kind of thing. And it's like, where do you go? And then he's like, 
yeah, come out, motherfucker, or whatever. <laughs> I, I don't think he swears. I, mean, I, can't, yeah. I can't remember the line, but it was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like shitting himself and pretty heightened, really. Um, and a lot of auditions, you know, they they vary quite a bit, but a lot of the time, those smaller roles, it's not necessarily like super heightened. It's more kind of conversational or whatever. So I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And just go with whatever's, you know, I get super nervous in auditions, but I'm like, just use that energy. Yeah. And did one take and they were like, that's great. I was like, cool. Sweet. Okay. And then. Um, it's a weird feeling when they go, yeah, good. Okay. See you. And you're like, is yeah. that good? Or it's time to waste the time. No, yeah. I just trust them. I'm just like, no worries. <laughs> well, you're not going to argue with them, are you? No, I really think I need another one. Then you botch it and they're like, oh, I don't know if we like that guy anymore. <laughs> no, I don't mind. Like, I just, I think if, if you're an actor, if you want another take and it's an audition, sure, don't go for like three or four. But like, if you want another one, be Squeeze confident it. in that, making that decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't make the like, oh, I think I could be better. I think I could be better. So don't try and convince them. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah. And Forever so then, apologize. And then the way it worked, it was really weird, but um, we were meant to shoot Riverdale first and uh, it was like on the Friday and then I had Arrow the coming Tuesday. And then what happened was in Vancouver, and this happens pretty rarely, but it snowed pretty heavily. And right. you know, it snows, but not that often. No, because it's then, quite moist in, in Vancouver. Very moist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I used to live in Banff, oh, which, yeah, yeah. which is, you know, crazy moist. town cold. No, colder. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's minus 40, 47 in the, in the winter. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Vancouver's milder like than that. that. Yeah. yeah. But it is cold. It's colder than Australia. Mm. Um, but basically, yeah, it snowed pretty heavy. And then, but like me and the other guys that were kind of in that day, the actors, we were already on set and getting hair and makeup and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the crew was coming in. I think some of the crew were coming in after the director was. And then they had, I think, a, an accident, car accident. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> yeah. Like, and then people couldn't get in and out anyway. So, yeah. Camila Mendes, who plays Veronica, ended up just giving us a tour of the set and we didn't work that day. Cool. So that was my first day in Riverdale. Yeah, right. It's pretty sweet. And and then they brought us back, but they had to schedule it because I already had that job booked on Tuesday. So oh, so they, you were swapping and changing sort of. Yeah, so then they brought us back on the Monday. Mm-hmm. So I, I worked on Riverdale on Monday, Arrow Tuesday, and then Riverdale again on Wednesday. And I was like, just, I checked in with myself and just like, dude, just know that this is not going to be next <laughs> week. This isn't next week. This week is a good week. Yeah, 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 next yeah. Next week, you're back to teaching people how to move. It's, it's, it's a really interesting <laughs> thing, interesting thing that you've touched on there. That is that little sweet moment when you're aspiring actor and you finally get like a week of work in a block. And you're like, mm. this is what it's like to do this every day. Mm. this is amazing you know and yeah, then yeah. it's you're even more hooked than you ever were there's nothing like actually being paid to do that thing mm. for, for five or six or seven days it's in a, a row it, yeah, it's I loved so it. good it's so good and then yeah you're right you, and then all of a sudden it's over yeah and I'm back to taking photos and you're back to mm-hmm. training people at the, like at the gym which is also great which is which also is awesome. fun yeah. I wouldn't do it if I didn't want to do it um but yeah, it's just like that reality check. And I think even like, I, cause I didn't work for, and I just did acting kind of the start of the year. 
I think I did get a little bit of ahead of, ahead of myself mm-hmm. and I don't know how you don't in a way, but then it was like, it was definitely harder to come back to doing other stuff. I would imagine and it's brutal. It, it's yeah. It's weird. It's just like, it's just a bit of a head fuck. And I think it's all a projection of your own judgment, but you, you worry what, about what people think and yes, everything. They've you've, seen you on the show. Yeah. Like, oh, but aren't you meant to be an actor? It's like, yeah. The questions. I am. Yeah. I, I am. Oh, so did you, aren't you acting anymore? What are you doing here? I mean, I thought, yeah. Yeah. You just, that's where like, you just have to not really give too much of a shit and just keep, just keep doing what you're doing. Cause that's, I would imagine in your position, if you did give so much of a shit, you would end up taking anything in order to, to, to keep living that thing that they know you for or what have you. I just got to be acting or I'm not going to do anything at all. Yeah. I I just don't know how you'd survive, you know? I'm all. I'm, I mean, I'm always curious about. You know, you hear about saying actors. that I'm applying for Survivor 2020. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you really? It's the only like reality show I, I think I would do. Okay. Because okay. I love it. Right. Do you That's watch Survivor? No. It's the only TV show that I really. <laughs> really? That's yeah. nuts. Okay. Look, I used to love it back in the day, like no, when it's it first so came good. out. The last season was so good. I can't do reality TV, man. I just. I just, I'm, but it's not, it's better. This <laughs> <laughs> is one of those, it's better than reality TV. Circle conversations when neither <laughs> of us is going to convince the other. I just can't do one. it. Yeah. No, the other stuff is like, I, it's a pain, bit painful to watch. Mm. I can't like, I, yeah, a lot of that stuff, I'd struggle to watch it and they manipulate it so much and they still do that with Survivor. They still edit bits mm-hmm. to make it more dramatic and whatever. Sure. But like, there's just something about the structure of that show where, you know, they're putting people in that situation and they actually do have to survive. I think there's something about that in of itself that already weeds out a lot of the kind of crap contestants. Okay. And then they're doing challenges that are tough mm-hmm. and there's competition in that. And then the social aspect, that's where it's a bit more, um, you know, like they've got to vote each other out and all that sort of stuff. But I still prefer that to like a bachelor pretending to be into these women and then the women fighting with each other. You know what Ooh. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fucking tough, man. I'm like- but you can't, yeah, it's the thing. It's still, it's such a big part of the landscape of TV in Australia, which is, you know. It's huge. It is what it is, you know. It's cheap TV to make, you know, they don't have to hire actors and you know all so this why, why do it why do survival yeah like do, do you not I want to but do you not think <laughs> do you not worry that it will affect your roles after that if you're now a reality tv guy especially if you're super popular in that thing do you, do you not think it will it will bleed over in some way i don't know i think i think a lot of actors have that worry like i think if i was really really worried about that stuff then why would i even come on a podcast you know what i mean Oh, I think if it if it's it, even like because some people take it that far, where it's like okay, I won't do, I don't want to do interviews, I don't want to, you know, because then people they don't see me, they don't see the character on the show or the movie. Sure, I know what you're they saying. They see me. Yeah, and I just think that if you're a decent actor, people see the character very quickly. Yeah, because you're in that, and and that's that's everyone doing a good job that's the writers doing a good job that's the directors doing a good job 
Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Because yeah. I just think like, oh, I still want to be me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and do what I want to be do. out there. And, and I enjoy this stuff. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. It's no, fun. I, I hear what you're saying. Um, and I have often wondered. So yeah, I do. I, but yeah, I, I wonder too. I don't know. Yeah. But what, what will happen at the same time, Australia is also a bubble. Mm. No one knows in the States that Chris Hemsworth did dancing with the stars. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, I don't know that. what you mean. Yeah, that's So it's a true. little bit different yeah. too. If Chris Hemsworth did whatever, like the bachelor in the States, would he be Thor? Don't know. <laughs> what? We don't know. No, you make a really valid point. And I mean, I have often wondered with two of the, my favorite podcasts, uh, Dax Shepard oh, and yeah. Michael Rosenbaum. Armchair expert. Armchair expert. Yeah, it's good. And yeah. inside of you, and you know, Michael Rosenbaum played Lex Luthor in Smallville. And, oh, yeah. And, and was I, he a part of that cult too? Or was that, that was just the other no, guy? No, they've talked about that a little Nick, bit. Nexium? Um, Alison <laughs> Mayer. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah, that's fucking out there yeah. and you've got to fuck all these people and you know yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll be healed by the, the oh, and we're going to brand you boom fucking imagine that so I'm going to take a quick side note here because this is it. hilarious Love I was on a workshop on Sunday in Sydney with Creve Stenders and sorry I don't know who that is uh, he directed Danger Close Red Dog mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and Danger Close has been doing really well. It's, oh, really? Like an eight point five on IMDb. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, I haven't been. I haven't gone around to seeing. I yet. haven't got. I've, I've really wanted to see it. And um, my coach. I normally try and see like everything at the movies, but I, I just like to as lately well. haven't. Yeah. Uh, my coach Miles Pollard is in the film. He's a chopper pilot, and so I've, I've been wanting to see it. And then my first experience on a film set ever was for a Creve Stenders film. Um, called Kill Me Three Times back in the day with Teresa Palmer and um, Brian Brown and a bunch of other people. But anyway, so I went up to Sydney for this um, workshop because I'm a big fan of his and there's sort of some nostalgia involved in there. Anyways, we're getting into halfway into the class and it's a big workspace and um, a mate of mine runs the the Actors Hub up in Sydney and there's one in um, Perth now as well. And he said... Sorry to interrupt, guys, but um, you guys have noticed the people out in the front room that have been setting up uh, sort of mattresses and things like that. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, that's actually going to be a tantric workshop that I was not aware about. Mm. So in about two hours, (laughs) they're going to start a lot of deep breathing and fucking. And your workshop, which is in the back room with no other exit, is going to be finishing right in the middle of that. No way. No way. So they hadn't quite got busy yet. And uh, we had to <laughs> single file walk through this group of people who are ready to fuck each other's brains out. Doing Do they this. fuck in that workshop? Dude. So then I'm at a bar down the road because my flight's not till 10 o'clock and I'm having a couple of And there were people fucking at the bar. <laughs> and, and the director sends me photos. He's like, check this out. He's like pulled the veil back. And there's all these people on mattresses getting busy. Oh. And then he and then he took a little sound recording of some chick, some extreme noise. Interesting. And he's like, That's, that sounds like a logistical. Maybe um, someone's kind of in the front office is stuffed up a little bit. There. Up. He's like, you didn't specify what you wanted the um, space Margaret, for. We seem to have double booked the uh, <laughs> room A and B, and we put tantric in A. Yeah, instead uh, of B. B's trapped behind a wall of sex <laughs> um, and stench. He can't get out. Yeah, and he's like. <laughs> 
I have to now, you're paying, I'm going to be charging you an extra cleaning bill. There's no way that some of that didn't spread. Like, you have to state what you want the room for. But how was the workshop? The workshop was great. <laughs> like, good. it was really, really great. Um, it's a weird energy in there, but it was good. Yeah, well, because we're all sort of a little bit tuning in towards the end of the class to, yeah. to, to wonder what Half we're the about. class ended up in the tantric workshop. <laughs> yeah. I just go use the bathroom. Just, just, uh, I'll be back. Um, look, it was a really great workshop, and it was one of those things. So, it was a director's workshop? It was right, an acting writing, workshop. Act- yeah. Was he working with you guys? He was working with us. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, and sort of from his very, you know, so, so directly from his experience, if I was directing you in this scene right now, mm. this is how I would work you through it. Um, yeah. And no one gave him what he wanted straight out of the gate. So there was this great incremental build up. I'll be honest and say that I didn't give him what he wanted at all, I don't think. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> You win some, you lose some, but it was, it, it's definitely given me some, some notes to take to miles and work on, mm. but, um, you I know, wonder, I wonder how similar it, like his directing in that workshop would have been to the real thing. Cause so, there's no chance that it's bang on. No. Cause if he, if he's in a workshop, right. And it's just him and a bunch of actors, then he gets to be kind of basically the teacher. Yes. And director in that workshop. Yeah. And doesn't have to organize the whole no, no, it's very fucking thing. Laser. Yeah. Yeah. Because like as a director, I think as, as actors, most people think like the director's there to like direct the actors and it's just not true. It's not true. Yeah. He spoke about that. They're there to like, he's the top dog. It's his, it's his project and he's there to like, yeah. Like he's like the conductor of the whole thing and the whole thing is a shitload of people. Yeah. And a lot of the time the director might not even say shit to you. So he talked about that a lot actually. He said, I love it when something goes wrong because I finally get to re-engage, you mm. know, because most of the time I Switch feel like on. I could walk away and everyone's doing their part and I'm not that involved, you mm. know. And one of the things that we didn't get, which he was going to do, but we ran out of time because he just spent more time with the actors, was he was, for my scene specifically, it was from Danger Close. And he said, I've got the, the rushes here from this scene and I really want to show you guys oh, cool. just how hard it was to get this scene right. Yeah. And I really wanted to see that after bombing. You know? <laughs> yeah. And he said it was, it was a really tough scene. You know, it's got, a, it's got a very specific cadence and feeling and vibe and a lot of that. And he said, you know, any good, any good director will tell you that casting is where his job is done the most. Because mm. once you've, they come and then they just give it to you the way that they have interpreted it. And you've got to sort of just take that. You know, when, when Travis Fimmel rocked up and, was ready to do his part. No one expected it to sound like it sounded from him. Mm-hmm. And they were a bit, fuck, in the beginning. And then it just, but then they were like, but that's, that's him. That's his interpretation. That's Travis. So let's mm-hmm. roll with it. Yeah. So we didn't get to see that, but I would have loved to have seen that. But um, I, I did- love, I also, that's like, I love that part of it Yeah. too. Like that, that's that creative process that I love, like being on set and then playing with it and, did you get much leeway seeing where it goes in Riverdale I think there was only like really a couple of times where but mm, most of the time I was pretty much just doing what I thought needed to be done or you know how 
I kind of my interpretation of it. Um, there was maybe one time where a director was like, okay, make go a bit darker on it kind of thing. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, but that's just a cliche. It, okay. it just felt a bit cliche where he was pushing it. But then, Did you know, you that I, just, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Some- I, I felt like it needed to be a bit more ambiguous instead right. of just like, this is what's happening. You know, like a bit, ob- <laughs> yeah, a bit obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in general, the directing was awesome. Um, yeah. And, and really encouraging, encouraging crews and like working with, I was mostly opposite like um, Cammy and KJ and yeah, also really encouraging to work with. Yeah. Do you stay with your accent the whole time that you're you're on set and what have you? Or oh are you- no. Right. Okay. So you can no. pop in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I yeah. I I don't know. I think. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen. I've heard of actors doing that. I just don't know if it works. I think they think they're fooling people or something, or like. Oh really? Yeah, like I've I've heard of actors doing an American accent. Um, when they're going into a room and just talking to whoever. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that you, I don't think you're doing yourself a favor by doing that just right. because like, I think you're actually doing yourself a massive favor when you switch the accent on back yourself and switch it on. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then they go like, Oh wow. Like Americans go, Oh wow. He can mm-hmm. act. <laughs> he can do an American accent. He can act. But it's like, I think, yeah. Maybe, like, I, I get why some people, they want to, like, stay warmed up in their character. Mm, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I get I get a bit of that stuff, um, you know, and in between takes. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when you're, like, chilling out in between setups, like, setups can take ages, you know. Yeah. yeah. Setup could be, could be five minutes, could be 30, 45 mm-hmm. hour, you know, that you're just sitting there. Just doing nothing, yeah. Yeah, so I don't... I don't know. It it's tricky when they don't really give you much warning on like, okay, you guys are on set now. It's like that can be a little bit tricky. Um, yeah. If anything, I just think like people just need to practice their American accent. But like all the time, I just have it kind of ready to go. Ready to go. Which I'm guilty of too, of getting a bit lazy with it. But um, I think a lot of Aussies just assume that they'll be right once they get the thing, and then they'll be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 like every sound is different you know so yeah yeah i know the only time i've i've had to do another accent and it was um i played ned kelly in a feature film last year oh yeah which was a lot of fun and of course the the discussion was before that we were going to run with an irish accent because there's a lot of debate over that because he was born here Mm. but his whole family and all of his friends and all the cops were irish so, his some historians. You'd have to assume Irish. Then you'd have you? to assume, although some historians are adamant there's no way he would. But anyway, so the decision was made. I think they've gone Irish with the Irish. true history of the Kelly game. Oh, for sure, which is not the true history at all. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a mullet and fucking all these bright coloured circle spotted clothes, and it's. I mean, the guy who wrote the book they based it on has mm. openly said this is a work of fiction. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the film that I was in was based on a historian's account that he's written over 10 years um, and it was from the perspective of the policeman that Ned Kelly killed oh, as okay. back. So it's about interesting them and their families and the people that were left behind and the ripple effect of that. Mm. Um, 
when someone kills three cops for doing their jobs, what does that look like as mm. opposed to... To the other side. Yeah, yeah, um, fucking Robin Hood of, you know, Northern Victoria, which you can tell through history and all the documents and what have you that he never gave any money back to his mother. She was destitute for the rest of her life. So you're not a, you're not a Ned fan. Well, I don't, I mean, I'm not a fan of anyone who goes out and murders people for no reason, Mm -hmm. but I didn't get, you you had to play him. Yeah. So that was, it was, I didn't, you know, I did my research and I met with the author and had a good conversation with him and what have you. And it was, Mm. it was, it was a perspective on reality that I'd never even thought of. Like, oh, okay, I guess if you really analyze that, this dude did go around and kill a bunch of people. And Glenn Rowan, had he been successful, he would have murdered like 70 people, you know, and derailed that train potentially. So, Mm. but I had to do the Irish accent and I trained and and what have you. But for me, once I got to set, I had had to stay in it all the way Mm -hmm. because I would just drop easily and then because it was like two takes two takes you know limited budget let's get we had to shoot 15 pages in yeah. two days or whatever of and, you know some heavy dialogue and action what have you i couldn't drop out of it and i was yeah. lucky that the guy playing dan kelly was keen to keep it up you know and mm-hmm. there was still that judgment you know well, these fucking dickheads who think it's not gonna break character or whatever i was mm-hmm. like Man, i have to or it's yeah, gonna yeah. sound like shit yeah, you know? yeah, and you still still I hear spots where I drop it, and I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> you know, it's the pits. Mm. You want to smash it? You want to do a great job? So, so you're back now, mm-hmm. um, and and that's yes, an so. indefinite period. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of done everything I can do mm-hmm. to at this point um, to kind of get back over to Canada. Like I've, I've applied for residency over yep. there. Um, and then I've applied for the green card lottery. Mm-hmm. Did that last month. Um, yeah. So it's kind of a, a bit of a waiting game back to, yeah, kind of a, a bit like that, which is a bit of a shame just cause like off the back of having a, a bit of a good run on a show. You want to ride nice that momentum. To, yeah. It'd be nice to, to be in LA right now. Yeah. And yeah. And, and be, you know, just on the front foot with all that stuff, but I just can't, do that right now. Can't, Not even can't in a holiday visa capacity? Um, Not while you're applying or something? Good. No, yeah. I could, look, I could go do three months, but then, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a bit of a different, um, I, I guess, landscape at the moment with getting work permits and stuff. Like they, they really want you to have a work permit now. Mm-hmm. Back, sure. you know, 10 years ago, it wasn't such a big deal, but now with Trump being in like getting visas and stuff is not as quick. Yeah. So they want you to have that already. You know, they want you to have an O one. It does depend on the job and how far off it is, but so much of TV is like they're casting the week before. So they're not, they're not going out and getting you a visa. They, (laughs) they just figure they can find someone. I reckon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so not to say it can't happen, not so Mm -hmm. you can't do it like that. Um, but I think the next logical step is yeah, either O one or a green card. Um, and yeah, and also I don't want to be in LA with, you know, not much money. Like you want to go over there saved up and kind of yes, so um, you're not going about it. a smart way. Yeah. yeah, and with a car, and it's just such a massive city to yes, get around. And yeah, yeah, public transport there is. Oh, fucked. public transport's a bitch there. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Vancouver, it's I didn't it's have great. a car. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like being in New York. Three years, so yeah, um, mm-hmm. I li- yeah, I was living in Brooklyn, and 
like I couldn't imagine. I, I had an Australian friend there who had a car, and I was like, "Why?" It's a point. I mean, yeah. your fucking garage fees for this thing would be astronomical. Yeah, that's a nightmare to park. <laughs> <clears throat> Melbourne's kind of good. You, both is kind of doable, but uh. yeah, yeah. No, um, I know what you're saying. I, I um, recently, so when my friend went to Toronto to do. She moved. She managed to get, you know, she's just under 35. She managed to get that visa. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've already had my Canadian visa. But, uh, but you right. know, back in the day when it was, that was the 30-year-old cutoff. And then, of course, we've missed the next cutoff. And we were applying for... And what were you doing over there? You were working with the ski lifts. Yes. Yeah, I was um, <laughs> as a portrait photographer. Oh, cool. And then I went on and worked on the... Um, oil patch working on pipelines and installing gas pipes and oh, right. all this kind of stuff and yeah so Damn, i did my so year you burnt it yeah gone you know before i was even into the into the creative world yeah. oh, it's such a bitch isn't it i wish they it used to be that you could extend it as many times as you wanted get out and then a few years ago they changed it and you can just do one Fuck. So, so when i was there you could so back in they must have changed it quite a lot because in 2003 you had to get the fuck out as soon as it was done. Mm. You know, your year was up, out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw a post recently, and I don't know how much validity is in this, and I fucking hope that it is really on point, that the Australian mm. government in a new trade agreement with Britain and Canada are going to open those doors completely so that it's like New Zealand, New Zealand is coming here. And we oh, can go really? jet straight over to Canada, and because we're all part of the Commonwealth mm. and we've got this set up, that we're good to go. Yeah, well, I wonder if the UK will be pushing that considering stuff that's gone on there. But, yeah, that would obviously be bloody handy. Wouldn't that be so great? That'd be great. It would be so great. I'd, I'd be back over there. Fucking like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd tell you what, I'd be back over there. And it's, lot, just, it's just, there's just so much more going on. And a lot of Canadians would be here in a fucking heartbeat, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like we both... Benefit. Like there's so many people that want to be here. Vice from, versa. Yeah. 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 Very smart. Um, I have a very... Um, What's the... Have, when, when did you hear about this? Like tell me a more. month ago? Tell me, tell me yeah, more. Like a month ago? <laughs> okay. That's positive. I posted that shit and I signed that petition ASAP. Oh, it was a petition. Yeah, it was a petition as well. Which was... Send me ca- the link. Yeah. yeah I'll have, I'll, I'll, it'll be on my... Um, on my what do you call it page mm-hmm. my Facebook page I'll, I'll, I'll send it out because it'd be good to check in with it to see how they're tracking on that it's something apparently when I was reading it that's been in the pipe for a while and they were having you know they were building close to that bill pass meeting or whatever they call it mm. um, it's not a referendum whatever the fucking word is but yeah. I'm not much of a politics kind of dude no um, and another because another great thing is and you might have heard this along the grapevine is that Netflix are building a studio in Toronto uh, I haven't heard that, no. So that's why my friend went to Toronto and, and that was uh, coming down the line from her mates that are all working out there. And I Toronto. Thought, that's fucking good. And it's like a three-hour drive to New York from Toronto as well. Mm-hmm. So you... Yeah, they built one in Vancouver as well. Did they? Okay. Yeah, it was like the one of the biggest ones they've ever done. Jesus. Some billion-dollar studio. I think they're shooting the Lord of the Rings TV series there. I thought they were doing New Zealand. Mm, I don't think so. I think Fuck. I think Canada. I think. Right. I heard they were auditioning a lot of Aussies. Yeah, okay. Because of the accent and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Cause I reached that's out, what I thought. Right. That might that might make sense because I reached out to my agent the other day, um, having just caught wind that it was that it was all happening. And and I, he said, Look, they've already cast it and now they don't know if they're even gonna shoot it. 
Mm. So it, they must have had some some funding issues or what have you. So he yeah, said well, that's massive. Massive, yeah. To make that a series, like it's a brilliant it, idea. Yeah, I mean, people will watch it. Fuck yeah, everyone's going to watch it. But yeah. it would need to be like Game of Thrones, you know, like esque times two, whatever. Like it's you know. Well, its major point of difference, if it if it keeps in line with Peter Jackson, is that it's not. Um, overly sexual and 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 swearing mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff so it finds that sort of sweet spot in the middle where it'll you'll have more kids being able to watch it and mm. and what have you so that might be i mean especially considering they're about to or they're not too far away from shooting the prequel to game of thrones so that oh, will yeah. cover that airspace in that sort of vein yeah, yeah. i think naomi watts has already signed on oh really as the main Ooh. main chick for that oh nice um yeah, that would be really, really cool to see. And I wonder though if, if they haven't, you know, milked it a little bit. You know, you know, Game of like, Thrones. Just yeah, like uh, even as someone like me who's a massive, you know, fucking comic book fan. Once I don't know if you're into the Marvel films, but when Endgame, am, yeah, Endgame <laughs> wrapped, and I was just you know floored for days, and this was amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm now like when I'm hearing oh, this is coming and this is coming. That's all part of that universe. I'm like, you know what, man. I'm actually now. I just want you to give it a rest. You know, new characters, new stories. Yeah, but that's I don't not need how it. money works, though. No, no, I don't need a Scarlet. <laughs> I don't need a fucking uh, Black Widow standalone. Well, it's coming. I know. <laughs> even even when we went to see, you know, Spider Man Euro Trip or whatever it was called. Yeah. Like I really liked it. It was it wasn't bad, but it wasn't it wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I was kind of done. I feel like they had just polished it off so well no they're gonna milk it yeah of course i yeah, mean yeah you look at one of those but yeah i don't know because endgame was just so good so good so good so i hope that like i guess what keeps coming and ends up being so good again because like there were a lot of naysayers along the way they were just like oh this movie oh that movie yeah and then they all started fucking watching <laughs> all the marvel movies because <sighs> everyone was like Endgame's the best, and then all these people were just like, well, they, but I haven't seen this and this and this and this and this. And this. What I've got to go back and watch fifteen films. My housemate yes. in Canada watched all of, like she had to rewatch all of them, or yeah, just like right. watch them all for the first time. We did it recently, just over the course of a week, where we got at least seven it. of them down. Because Erica, my wife's mother, is a fucking mad fan. She buys all the DVDs. So uh, DVD, what's a DVD? Exactly. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Blu-ray. Blu-ray. <laughs> Don't even know what that is. <laughs> and, and we, you know, from the very first appearance of Tony Stark in the Hulk, we started from there and then oh. to Iron Man and, and so on. And, you know, there has been a few of them along the way. We're like, eh, I can, I can be okay with never seeing that one again. Sure. But Infinity Wars. Iron Man 3? Oh, yeah. No, it was Iron Man 2. It was the 2s of shit. And 3 was good. Yeah, 3 was great. Iron Man 1 was just, when that came out, I was like, this is sick. The best. Yeah. The best. And but on a on a <laughs> sort of side note, I love how Hugh Jackman wound up his times. Yeah. I mean, Logan. Logan was the best. The best. Yeah, and for me, it rivals Endgame. Like it just, we walked out of that yeah, same yeah. shell shock, like yeah. and devastation that he was dead. Sorry Man. for anyone who hasn't seen Spoiler Logan. Alert. You're a cunt if you, you haven't seen it anyway. So. Yeah, we don't like you anyway. Yeah. No, Logan is so good. It, like the way that Hugh Jackman played that character 
Because it wasn't just like Wolverine souped up. And Wolverine's still a great character because he's got that conflict, internal conflict mm. anyway. There's like this like struggle that he's going through anyway. So you're already like, what is up with this guy? Yeah. But then with Logan, it was like ramped up times 10. Uh, yeah. You know, and yeah. he, he wasn't fully capable and but he was st- and it was it was pretty violent pretty brutal too but but, it was the most violent for, of them all yeah yeah but for me like the way that he approached that character work is why that movie is so good yeah yeah for me anyway well, he took it to the next to the next level and i think that um yeah. he and patrick stewart were able to bring that theater into the you know he talks about the scene between him and he when he first walks into that silo and he's giving him the the, the pills and everything mm. you know it took them i think he said something like they rehearsed that scene for two weeks or whatever oh, right. to get it that tight and it really does have because then everything kind of flows on from there yeah it really sets it's, it's kind of states the theme a little bit um and gives you all of that backstory without being exposition mm which is a, a, an, an incredible feat in itself Yeah, with high stakes and vulnerability and drama and comedy all in that. I guess that's also the main problem with a lot of the TV series and the comic books and everything is the exposition and just explaining to everybody. Pandering to the audience. <clears throat> Pandering flat to out. the audience. Like we don't, if the acting is good, we'll get we it. Not, we get it. Yeah. We're like, Oh, I, whoa. Like he's, yeah. He's going like dementia or whatever, like yeah. or like he's a drunk. He's done something bad or whatever. We or like we get the question mark. We like question marks. Exactly. We don't need to know everything. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. too much but of that intrigue. Yeah, intrigue is great. So such a good movie. Um, I mean, Peaky Blinders is incredible at doing that. You know, they I need to dive in. Okay, look. All right, should that be the next show that I actually watch? Piggy Blinders? 100%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you've heard enough people obviously tell you about yeah. it. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. And every season is as good as each other. There's not a single season or a single moment where it drops a beat. Okay. So fucking good. Uh, Killian Murphy and uh, Tom Hardy. I mean, you can't really go too wrong. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really great. We just smashed out the sixth season or is it the fifth? And they've got another two slated and I think a full feature film as well as part of the whole Holy journey shit. of that okay. show. Yeah. And so look, it's, it's only six episodes. A so, season? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's, that's a more a, attainable. That's a, <laughs> see, I much prefer that. That's, that's a, okay. It's like three features. Yeah, a exactly. Season. Yeah. I also need to like have phone off and like focus. Yes. That's why I love the movies. Yeah. Like phone it's off, off. Yeah. focus, you can always Which is kind of my bad. Turn like, your phone off when you're on the couch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's my bad. That's why I could do that. I do the same too. But and like, yeah. If you- I reprimand myself when I catch myself too. I'm like, you motherfucker, you're one of those people. It's two oh, yeah. hours. You really judge yourself, do you? Put, fuck yeah. I go down, down a dark spiral of ju- self-judgment. <laughs> just, just, yeah, man. It's Who a, am I? Because I give people so attention. much shit for not being connected, you know, and not you engaging. Asshole. What a cunt. What kind of artist are you? I know. I'm a purist, man. Get out of here, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what about now that you're back and you've got this great collection of work from Vancouver and you're in this sort of waiting on visas and what have you. And of course mm. you're, you know, you'll be taking whatever auditions come down, but have you, I mean, have you written anything yourself or is that something you've ever wanted to do or aspiring to do or made anything? I've thought about it. Yeah. I- I have written a pilot for mm-hmm. a sitcom. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 
I think part of it is that my dad's a screenwriter. Oh, wow. And he, uh, he's done some like pretty prolific stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I, I think there's like this worry that I'm like, Oh no, I'm going to become a writer like my dad. And then there's also like the positive thought. It's like, Oh cool. I can, maybe I'm a writer. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, don't know. Yeah. But I think it's that like, um, bit of a tap into when you love characters and you love human beings and you're able to kind of imagine what they're like, then you can put them together in these situations and mm-hmm. have this kind of dialogue conflict, whatever. And it forms all the dialogue and the yeah, choices. And I, yeah. I, I was really surprised by how quickly I pumped out this pilot. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I just, I did that earlier this year. Um, and I kind of just did it cause I was like, I want to, I've got this idea. I just need to write it, just get it on paper. Cause my dad always said like the, the hardest part is starting. So just start typing. Yeah. Just start, just get words on, just start typing yeah. and it'll, it'll write. Yeah. And you can go back and backtrack it and tight, yeah. tighten it up. And then I also read something recently just before I started writing that was that, um, don't edit as you go, like have those two different hats on. Mm hmm. Not and not at the same time. Does that make sense? Put those hats on at different times. Yeah. So like as you're writing and creating, go for it. Yeah. Don't judge too much. Just like let it kind of flow. Mm-hmm. And then maybe give it some time, come back and then look over it and edit and take bits that you like out well, bits that you like and, and change bits up or, or change what the character says. Um and then yeah, keep that separate because cause what's gonna happen is if you have that that like editing hat on while you're trying to create, it kind of stifles it. Yeah, you fuck it up. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was really interesting. I think it was a Stephen Pressfield book that I was reading about. Um, do the work, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. okay, right. I read I read a great book, um, Save the Cat. Have you read this oh, book? Oh yeah. No. Oh. Save the Cat. Save the Cat, Blake Is that Snyder. A Dr. Zeus? <laughs> it, it, it's like a um um like yes it was dr zeus and it's, it's a lot of metaphors and it's like the it's the the, the objective of of a film save the cat you know like the hero saves uh-huh. someone whatever and he's just put it he's a spec film writer he's done like the spy kids and all that kind of stuff i'm pretty sure oh okay well, he was in that sort of realm or blank check i think it was one of the ones anyways blake mm. snyder it's a great book called Save the cat, and mm. he teaches you really how to set up your fifteen beats across your three acts, and shows you how to just follow those beats, and you'll have the story. Mm. And it was great because I had never written anything before, and I was like, okay, I'm going to write a feature film. How the fuck do I do this? And I was able to just get a whiteboard, write those beats out from his beat sheet, and then beat sheet, yeah, which you can get online. It's like a beat cheat sheet. Exactly, get the beat cheat sheet, beat cheat. And he, and then just, just mold it to that. And then I can mm. write around that because there was no way I was going to ever just, you know, if you think that you, I don't think you can just start. No well, structure. No structure. Just yeah, go dialogue. You've got to have a bit of you gotta know where you're going. knowledge about, yeah, yeah, story. Um, actually, that t- takes me back to what one of Criv's probably overarching messages in the workshop was to reinv- uh, uh, reverse engineer scenes. Mm. He's like, this is where you need to be at the end of this scene. Work backwards and make sure that then you get there. 
because mm-hmm. everyone was sort of hitting their mark too soon or, or what have you, myself included. And he's like, that's this tempo, this, this volume or this color is where you need to be. So you're going to start here and, and know your trajectory. And that's um, actually how I always used to do all my art projects at school was I would do the end project first and create the content in the middle to get the points you know, oh, to, to, yeah, to get yeah. the A because they don't just want to see a finished product. Right. And it was how I did, I wrote my probably film. probably got really good marks. I got A pluses. Yeah, I struggled. I got really bad marks. Right. That was the only, only class <laughs> I, I got I remember doing A's. that. I'm just being like, why well, don't I need to show you how I did this? I just painted it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I right. So, okay, cool. Yeah. So I would always go straight to the end. Yeah, right. And then. That's my problem with school. Yeah. And. and <laughs> But yeah. maybe smart for scene work. Yeah. It's great. It really yeah. works. And I, I love that about scenes too is like you, there's like a lot of clues all around the place mm-hmm. and like you can't just ignore that. Like no. there might be some piece of the puzzle. You can't just ignore that. That's telling you that you need to be calm in that moment. Mm-hmm. You can't be shouting. Yeah, it just doesn't suit or some, doesn't match. Sometimes, yeah, some, I, I, I've heard some art actors kind of – almost like fall back on the, but it's my interpretation. interpretation. It's like, no, it's not <laughs> it's completely. It's a little you, bit. Gotta, yeah. Like it's, you got to re- like what's written there is circumstantial. Mm. You need to at least produce that. And then your interpretation on top, you can't just do your no. bullshit. Especially if it's not within the given circumstances, you know, why are you shouting? You've got the villain is just around the corner well, maybe and he like could pe- hear you. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe there's yeah. people in the next Privacy room. Privacy in public. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's just you not doing your work and really understanding the fucking scene. Mm. Yeah. And, oh, I'm just going to make this bold choice that everyone sees me. Eh. Yeah. And it, it's usually in <laughs> the wrong choice. Well, yeah. Often it's just like, I think a lot of actors, we want to be good actors. Like we want to be seen to be really good at what we do. Mm. And that often gets in the way of just being what's written. I think like my mentality... And I th- possibly what got me back on the show a few times was that like just showing up and just doing the doing what was required yes. of me, yeah. um, especially in a show like that. Yeah, and the writing on that show mm-hmm. is different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be like Neighbours. It, right. It's not going to be like you know this. It's gonna it's going to be slightly melodramatic. It's a comic book show. It's a bit of a soap. Right. So, you know, I think a lot of people they don't want to go to that level with it but it's requiring you to do it so you might as well here. yeah here's your like and there's your and opportunity to have some fun with it yeah like, yeah my thought was just like i'm just gonna go for it where i can i'm still nervous to do that and make big choices but like yep. go go for it try and do what's written and so has that um doing that and crossing over and then obviously you did do it and you did it well because it got you back were you now would that be integrated in your brand a little bit, do you think? Or what do you mean? In like, my brand? Like if you're, let's just say you're a really still kind of actor and then for whatever reason they go, but I see something in this guy and you get out there and you're wanting to do your stillness and then they want you to be large and you're a bit nervous and then you do it and it comes off. You're like, oh, well, now there's a little bit of me that I was too nervous to do before that I've done and worked. I might start incorporating that into more of my choices. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I think about acting that way. Like right. in like what my style of acting is or anything. Really? Nah. Yeah, okay. 
I just think like every every job's going to be different. Every character's going to be different. And it's still you though. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. So you still will have a through line that's you, that's recognizable as you. Yeah. To, I still, I like to try and as much as I can put like my authenticity mm-hmm. into it. So yeah. you, you're getting all that energy and behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But in terms of like being small, being big, like I guess what I'm saying with the Riverdale is like you've got a chance on that show to be quite big. Yeah. And then they can dial you back if they mm-hmm. really need you to. Yeah. Or if, you know, it's a super tight shot and they need you to just really just be there be, and small and just sometimes just say those words mm-hmm. can sometimes be more powerful or, you know, or just what's required in that moment too. But so the biggest stuff was more nerve wracking for you though. Um. I think, I think the more you put yourself out there in general with, with acting, the, yeah. the more nerve wracking it's going to be. Like the bigger choices are always going to feel a bit. That's why I get confused when a lot of actors go like, oh, it just didn't feel good or something. And I don't know. I think often that that also isn't necessary. Like you don't necessarily need to feel, I get connected. Connected mm, feels good. Mm, yeah. But sometimes people aren't connected sometimes people are a bit lost sometimes mm-hmm. people are a little bit off maybe that that'll translate really well i think spon- spontaneous is as, as good as you can hope for yeah as well connected and spontaneous um but like often i feel weird after a take oh okay and i think like you don't know what just happened so Maybe not like the whole, yeah, people talk about like blanking out a bit. Like I, I think when you're present, you don't, you're not like really think in your head, thinking about every no, moment. Just, just sort of, it's all instinctual. It's spontaneous. It's sort of just mm. happening. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think you need to feel good. I think like, if you think <laughs> about it, if, if whatever the situation is, just say it's a breakup scene, mm-hmm. would you feel good breaking up with someone? So what's, you know, so what's feeling good in that scene? Yeah. How do you feeling good in that scene might be feeling really shit. Like, or I'm super nervous about this scene. That's probably a good thing. Or like, like I'm just not getting this right. I feel sick in my stomach. That is probably, that's good feeling to be having too. As opposed to you just being blank and yeah. Or like trying to do your idea of it. Mm -hmm. That I think all that stuff should be your preparation the scenes is like exploring that you know okay what's this idea what's that idea and then and then kind of yeah letting it go there ideally yeah that's that's the best you can hope for and then being guided i think the best actors are the ones that uh they allow themselves to be bad if that makes sense like like shit fail Fail. yeah like yeah like i'll do a take where fall on my face um yeah like i had a weird experience like doing this scene like one of the last scenes i did on on the show and it was this like steam room scene i'm there with like veronica's dad <laughs> just like pretty pretty awkward <clears throat> and like i can't remember what really was going on but the director was like oh yeah um try it like this and that direction wasn't really helping and then i was like oh i'm trying to like I'm trying to like kind of nail it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, do a take that that's just bad. 
<laughs> just do, fuck it. Just do a take that's wrong. That feels wrong. That's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and getting into it, I felt weird. I felt like I wanted to stop. I wanted to like, right. which I never do. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard Nicole Kidman talks about that, about cutting a take. She's like, I'll never cut a take. Just, just keep it running. Cause you don't know. Yeah. You yeah, don't you know. Just, you you're don't in know. it. Like the director watching it might be like, Leave it this up is to them. gold. And then yeah. you just go, sorry, sorry. And they're like, why no. did you stop? Yeah. So yeah. it's only going to, you know, maybe the scene's only 30 seconds, only 30 mm-hmm. seconds of people's lives. Like keep, keep going. And I, I kept going and I was just like, this is so shit. In my head, I'm going, this is so shit. <laughs> and kept acting the scene out. And then they were like, great. And I was like, what? really? <laughs> they were like, yeah. And then like um, Mark Consuelos was like, that was really good, dude. I'm cool. Like, that's, that's, I was we like, got it. trust you guys, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You can seem to know what you know. You just got to trust your director yes. too at the end yeah. of the day. You're, you're, yeah, Nothing you, you worse gotta, than not. You got to trust them. Yeah. Are you sure? You got to trust them. Yeah. yeah. Hey man, well listen, I really appreciate you coming down. It's been a good. Uh, fucking, it's been fun, man. Yeah, I love talking about films. I mean, yeah, hence <laughs> yeah. the podcast. Yeah. And it does. It gets. It just turns into a, a fucking snowball, doesn't it? Especially, mm. especially when you're, for me, when you're got similar tastes as well. And you're like, oh, this and this and this and this. Yeah. I'm less inclined to do it when we just don't share. And I'm like, uh, well, I don't know. You know. Also, yeah, and like some people, a lot of actors too, maybe they're kind of like a bit shy to admit that they actually like Marvel movies or they, they right. you know, like stuff that's like a bit trashy or whatever. So it's not, if cool. you like it, if you like, like I like survivor, it's like, yeah. fuck, who, who gives fuck? a shit? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like get it out there, man. if you really like the bachelor, good on you. I don't give good a on, shit. Yeah. I'm not going to you know judge I mean? you But don't pretend it. to, to, oh yeah. I only, I only watch Daniel Day Lewis. That's it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, Daniel Delos, Marlon Brando. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. They are Thanks great, very though. much. They no are. Worries, I mean, man. they're incredible. <laughs> they're my favorites. And Leonardo. <laughs> <laughs>